you know, I just gotta tell it like it is, you know? Respectfully, though, you know? Really. Just trying to find what your mind is on. When you're at work or you're riding home. Chilling with your friends and you're all alone. Trying to make sense of your riding room. Trying to see your life from the side, yo. Speaking my mind till my mind is gone. Just trying to find what your mind is on. When you're at work or you're riding home. Chilling with your friends and you're all alone. Trying to make sense of your riding room. Trying to see your life from the side, yo. Speaking my mind till my mind is gone. I told you to, you know it's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's my truth. No, I got to. Hello, and thank you all for joining us again today. My name is Julian Aqua. And my name is Aisha. Happy V Day to all. I hope y'all are bundled up. I'm literally wrapped up in a blanket as we're doing this. I got some hot chocolate with me, and I'm about to have a very special, special, special. He does special? not have no damn hot chocolate, but it's fine. You probably should get some. Why hot are you letting the audience know? Why would you lie? Why they don't know? Like why would you just lie about hot lie? chocolate? That's crazy. I could just get away with it. That's wild. So basically, don't trust Julian. That's what we've learned today. You know, no big deal. I'm telling the truth about the blanket. I'm just letting y'all know. The credibility has been thrown. I had hot water. Okay, it wasn't hot chocolate. It was hot water. So that's even anyway. Anyway, anyway. So that's crazy. Anyway, happy V day. I hope y'all are having a good day today. Um, my day sucks right now. So we're gonna just if we see you, Kiki. You could be lying about that too. <laughs> <laughs> I done got exposed. I'm about to get canceled on Instagram and Twitter. Man, like it's over. Man, man, can't take your word for shit. At but all. anyway, At all. we're gonna talk about shit we don't normally talk about, you know. Okay. But then our personal relationships, our interpersonal relationships. Because I mean, love is not just about you know your partner. It can be your child. It can be your friends. It can be anyone that's dear to you. You know. down the street or your general compassion towards other people like love is more than just the romantic area or the romanticizing of the sexual attraction between two partners it can get deeper than that but yeah i mean we're just talking about shit that you don't normally talk about so you know let's just get right into it <laughs> that's wild right there we're just talking about shit <laughs> <laughs> whoa i need a plug <laughs> she just run that back for me real quick <laughs> letting people know that i'm serious okay. you know all right so i mean we're just gonna start with like you know just gonna build up to you know talking about shit we don't normally talk about i mean especially as first generation africans you know how we were viewed on as what love is it's just a lot of different things i mean julian i'll let you take it from here yeah um I thought this was kind of interesting because I thought about it and how have you seen love in your household being displayed and then how you display love towards a partner or family members or friends and what that kind of really looks like because how I've seen love for the most part is very more pragmatic not saying it's not a loving household but it's firm within the boundaries of 
obey the hierarchy of the family right. and then there will be peace you know what i mean and not so much as what we see on the media or the tv where it's a hierarchical type of thing or not hierarchical that is the wrong word but um romeo and juliet type of thing where it's i love this person so much i adore them i'll do anything for them etc etc i love this i love that where you can see those um acts of love being displayed and i've seen them in my household or other households you know what i mean but um mostly portrayed on the media but i also feel like because that is what we've seen on the media compared to our actual lives and how we've seen it how to growing up it creates a distortion between what actual love is and also how you express it because i remember early on in my younger years i would try to be like these uh romeo quote-unquote characters to a degree because i think that's how you express love with your gifts your money your, your time and affection which these things are not wrong to express love with but I also think it plays a dangerous uh, game into how love can actually be perceived. So what I'm trying to get to the greater point of the picture is that love is more than just these general acts of affection or the just notion of loving someone. It can be more pragmatic in a sense where it's about taking care of the household and making sure things are in order before necessarily spoiling each other because i can't spoil Lou if we need to put food on the table for our kids or even if we're having troubles what matters for our family becomes first before anything and i think any parent or anyone going through that can agree with that it's like let's take care of our household because that is where our majority of our love will go to that is our future that's the next generation as we then focus on ourselves afterwards and some may find these backwards but may find these more pragmatic views of how to display it not necessarily what they're looking for in their household because maybe you're looking for no i need my partner to adore me with affection i need the biggest bouquet of flowers i need that chocolate but honestly i really only see those things done on the media and the television or maybe social media and all of us honestly just cock at our screens looking at these random acts that i honestly don't see people do it in everyday life someone bringing their girl flowers i can see that someone leaving a gift for uh, chocolate and boxes i can see that those are simple nice kind things that it's not out of anyone's reach to do but you know trips to Boca Raton or something like that like right. you know what I mean like those the the over encompassing stuff I feel like that's a stretch of the imagination not that taking trips with your girl isn't a thing and it can't happen but or your partner I should say but let's be real when it comes to getting things in order first I think that act of love or that act of kindness or that show of affection is greatly more appreciated especially in preserving what love really looks like because it's not just a one day thing it's an mm-hmm. all year round act right I mean I don't give a fuck about any of that I'm just joking <laughs> <laughs> oh what <laughs> <laughs> hey yo we need a bell I'm gonna get a bell I'm investing in a bell where we do, 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 do. no I'm We're investing totally in that. joking but like honestly for me I just when I think of side of the spectrum entirely of course in the media it's all about the grand stuff but i don't know living in the household that i did all the grand stuff you can do on your own right <laughs> you know right. what i mean mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't need a nigga to take me myself to boca raton yeah yeah i do it myself a few times literally like literally so for me love has always been more of like you know having your like a nigga doesn't even have to love you to do all those grand things people are actually really wicked in this life they can just want something from you to do that 
But I feel it takes real love to help someone when they're down. I feel that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a person that loves you. Because, I mean, the person that loves you that will, will understand that, you know, shit happens in life. No matter how responsible or whatever you are. You know what I mean? Like, shit's just going to happen. Right. You're going to be low on money sometimes. Your car is going to break down. You know what I mean? Yeah. You might break a leg. <laughs> God forbid, but you might break a leg. You Anything never know where happen. your health is going to be, or any of those things. You just never know where your life's going to be, and I feel someone that truly loves you, in general, as a whole, it doesn't matter if it's a boyfriend, it doesn't matter if it's your family, it doesn't matter if it's a friend or whatever, I just feel someone that really loves you, someone that will help you out of those situations without any questions asked. Gotcha. You know what I mean? No, I totally agree with that. Like, I guess another thing I would like to ask you is that how do you... Um, how do you find those people in your life? You know, what makes it probably that someone is actually giving you unconditional love? You know what I mean? Like, strings are not attached, not that I don't have to do something for them. Or it's like, right. How can you really tell? You know what I mean? That's just it. That's really difficult. I feel you don't really know until those situations come up, which is part of the problem. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to have certain conversations if the like, situation does not come up. Right. Right. No, I agree. It's just the truth, but feel it's actually this is an unpopular opinion but i feel it's actually really easy to be there for somebody when things are good you know what i mean let me tell you if you're a guy or a girl and you know that this person just needs this to be happy you know you might not be you can do that out of love but you might just start doing it because it's easy to do like, here, I'll just grab them this, and they're going to think that I love them or something like that. Or they'll be good. I won't have to do much else. You know what I mean? But those type of people, once shit hits the fan for some reason or another, you'll realize that they'll just be gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? I totally agree. We've all had those few friends that are only really in your life because maybe you have, like, the best house or you have the best situation going on right now and you're loved by everyone. But let's say your credibility once down or... Some of it happened where no one really wants to mess with you anymore. Those same people, you won't hear a lick of a word from. There's that too, but let me tell you, right? From my experience, that's even more straightforward. You have something, they want to be around you. You don't have it anymore. They're gone. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as that sucks, I, I'm sorry, I kind of get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I get okay. it. But like, there's just some people that just want to watch the world with people for no real reason yeah i mean i try not to associate with those bastards you you never know who they really are you know to watch the world burn oh no no No, there's some people that just are dicks just to put it simply they're just assholes i feel like everyone has a dick or an asshole date but like actual motherfuckers who just don't care you'd be surprised just like let the world burn because i've been hurt type of thing or just like yeah yeah the people like i mean that can be the reason but yeah just mean some people just want to hurt people i mean that's i I don't want to sound dramatic but that's why criminals exist that's why certain criminals exist there's a reason why there's a term serial killer yeah you know what i mean yeah no No, i get you i get you i'm following i'm not trying to be like a debbie downer i'm just saying that like any no i think this is more informative than debbie downer because i think if we don't have these greater conversations the later back earlier like you're saying the straightforward approach of how people just only want you if you have something how do you prep yourself 
for those people if you don't actually open up your eyes for it. By now, a lot of us maybe have met those type of people or kind of have an understanding of that. But how much do we do to prevent those type of people to be in our lives? It's true. You know what I mean? How often do you find yourself in those situations where you are continuously around those people? And let's say you're a big giver. You give a lot either of your money, your time, your affection, your care, your attitude. You actually check in on people. They get little in return. Maybe they only want you for those things because you do that for them with really very little return. Like, well, you're not getting I mean, any ROI back. Well, I'm honest with you. <laughs> ROI, you're stupid. Yeah. But, <laughs> but no, I feel that that's not even a problem if people are honest about that. You know what I mean? So if you had someone honestly be like, yo, I'm really just with you because you have a nice car. And when you stop having a nice car, oh, I'm going to I find it better than people that just try to pretend like they're trying to be your friend and then I don't know just anyone that would be that straight up though well how many anyone people, that's that straightforward is not going to be that shallow well let me put let me put it this way who's really going to be with you only for a car that's kind of silly okay you're right you're right you're right, you're right. <laughs> just but even car. but even in that sense of well I, mean, I don't know anyone that's that no you'd be surprised I mean like in this world with especially girls like, right especially if you're in a relationship there's a lot of girls that'll be like look I'm with you for your money, and if you don't have the money, I'm out. That's not, I wouldn't. That's, I, I'm not gonna disagree with you, but I also feel like that might be a special circumstance because anyone that has that amount of money is messing with that type of crowd. Which then you're right; they are very straight. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But I feel like that's also beyond the skill or reach of a lifestyle that I could even comprehend yet. Well, you you don't have to have that much money. You know what I mean? surprised <laughs> you'd be surprised the other per- party just has to have very little money just kind of <laughs> okay okay you know what i mean but i mean like it's just kind of interesting to see how those things you know were when my parents and our parents time you know when they were younger in my views i mean it's still like that now but in my views it kind of was just always a financial thing back then you just kind of married to survive but in this day and age you don't necessarily you don't always have to do that i won't say you don't have to do that there are some people that do have to do that Mm -hmm. which is fine you know it is what it is but it's not so much that anymore you know like can i ask you this how much do you think has it changed between the idea of needing to be married for a woman Um, let me put it this way. I don't think it's the idea that's changed. I think it's the world around the idea that's changed. Okay. There was way more money back then, so things were just easier. Let's be honest with ourselves. Mm-hmm. People, it was easier to be rich right. than my parents' age. Okay. There's not that much money anymore. You know what I mean? Okay. It's really hard to... I'm sure if the money was there, the idea, the ideals would still be the same. is everywhere money issues are everywhere like what <laughs> what our parents could buy with their type of money we couldn't even buy like groceries with today <laughs> i just remember when i was younger like that fridge just seemed stacked in that house like let me tell you when i was younger you know shit. how easy it seemed like you could just buy a car and just 
buy it like that. You can't do that shit no more. No, no. Everything has gone off. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But we're not talking about our money issues, right? I mean, I guess we are. That kind of wants brings it up to like my next topic here. So, one thing that's been on my mind. You can ask Julian this. This shit's been on my mind. Mm-hmm. I feel there's just so many things within our interpersonal relationships that we don't talk about that we should and for me the one thing that's just been stuck in my mind is like fucking credit scores yeah yeah we have been going back about that back and forth about that let me try that again yeah we've been going back and forth back and forth about that okay he's been going back and forth about saying back and forth let's say that okay well you don't need to go back on me going back and forth on it because i just got (laughs) it right this time so you can leave me alone (laughs) but yes credit scores are very important and the more you dive into it the more it just seems like you don't really know about it like i feel specifically within relationships right that shit can fuck up your life imagine marrying a guy for my ladies just imagine marrying a guy with like 400 credit score that shit will fuck your shit up i'll be i didn't even know those really existed like i know credit scores can get really bad but like i mean the lowest I, is 300 yeah but like honestly I, I never really met people that started below like five or so you would be you never know julian yeah, no. once i'm finding out now like as i'm getting older it's like oh wait y'all people have been getting fucked over really bad especially with student loans and stuff like that i'm like okay that's that's really bad that's really bad that really sucks and even just trying to build it to get the simple strategies to do so, it just seems like it just seems like it would have been useful knowledge to know that we never were. Really yeah, that's it. one part problem about it, right? The knowledge is not there either. The yeah. access to the knowledge is not really there until it's too late. Yeah. You would think this is shit that they should be teaching people in high school, mm-hmm. right? To get ready for the world. I would love to like learn about fucking credit scores it's not even that hard to incorporate it it could have been part of econ or something easily part of economics even intro to economics your freshman year learning about your credit score would have yes. been so helpful even if there's it wasn't actually you paid attention, no reason for it to not be included in if i can understand supply and demand i can understand a basic credit score yes you know what i mean yes. that's how simply easily it can be taught and on top of that like another thing you said with the access to knowledge i also feel like there's a lot of gatekeeping that comes into it because one i had to find out there were three different credit bureaus that take three different scores that are transferred to your fico score um how they rate it is different how each bank uses the system is different how it affects how your score works is different and actually having your debt to credit ratio is super important in terms of building the credit up and i also feel like a lot and after you gain the knowledge the next problem is, is that someone tries to take care of it for you so i don't really like credit karma or any one of these experience or any of these apps really doing the work of your credit score for you right. only because it stops you from actually understanding what's going on so literally it's literally hey you don't know what to do but you know you need this i'll take care of it for you so you just blindly trust this app or this person behind some door another and you have no thing, idea what's going another on. Another thing, right, is especially if your credit score is fucked up, how do you fix it? I think that's also another issue. Mm-hmm. Like, especially if you get your shit sent to collections or some shit like that, mm-hmm. you're fucking lost. You don't know if it's best to call, like, you know, a collections agency. How the fuck do you back and all that shit and that shit can really like screw you over because 
you just have stuff in debt, you're not even sure how to fucking pay it. It just keeps on building and building. You can't even really bring your credit score up and all that stuff. Now, with all those problems, you now meet someone and marry them. And they don't know about all these problems that you have with your credit and your debt and all that. Like, imagine marrying someone and just you find out that they have like $20,000 in debt. Ridiculous. And one, like you accumulated that much and never told me, but two, you never knew about it either. And so I have to take on all your debt. No, it's it's terrible and it sucks. Um, and it's actually a sad reality. For our possible non American listeners, just a bit of a background, right? Credit score, you basically needed to do anything. It's a way for the like, you know, banks and stuff to know that you're responsible and able to pay basically just to know that you're financially responsible. Now, when you get married, right, if you're owing your credit scores, everything gets merged together over here. Because that doesn't happen everywhere. But it does get merged over here, right? And um, once it gets merged, whoever you're married to, their problems financially become your so um, it becomes an issue because what we're Julian and I are talking about is that you can get married and if you don't have these conversations with the person you're going to marry you can end up marrying somebody with a bunch of debts a lot of credit problems you can even marry someone with a criminal record that you didn't know about but that's a different conversation. Yeah, that's completely different. Right. And just, they'll just be your problems and you weren't prepared for it. Exactly. And I know it's for for better or for worse, but like, come on, let's keep it real. Like, we're supposed to, give me a chance to do better before we're just going to do worse. Right. And that's so, a great quote right there. You know what I mean? So it's like, a lot of these issues wouldn't be happening if we were educated enough about one, how to prevent these from happening. To us, like imagine in going to understanding how bad your credit score could be once you pick up your student loan debt, or understanding how to build it from um, how your credit score can improve from actually making sure you do your car payments, right? Because you know, making a payment seems simple enough, like hey, you bought something, paid for it, cool. But a lot of times, we get leeway, so it's like hey, you can just pay this later. I know with my phone bill, I can just do a payment plan instead, right? Not bad. I'm still making the payments, but I know I can't pay this amount. I'll pay a later amount. Right. But how does that debt ratio kind of stack up? Because you can also report your cell phone bill or into a degree of what you're paying to certain people as a credit. So if we're trying to use it as an example, I wouldn't want to make sure that I'm at least paying up a certain amount every month so that my ratio is still at a good level. So my right. credit looks like it's variable rather than, oh, I'll just pay this month then I'll pay another month then. Or just making the minimum amount of payments are going on like your life is still scot-free. The right. worst thing they could have done, me and you both gotta agree with this, the worst thing they could have done is that credit card they give you a minimum payment of $25 and you take $1,000 out. What are you actually talking about? Are you actually trying to pay off your debt or are you just trying to stay in debt forever? Because interest is a thing and that stacks up. Which, right. if you don't understand how interest works, you'll never actually get ahead in life. They may be common concepts that we all talk about. I'm not even the best one to talk about it. Neither but the of fact, us are. But the fact that I know about it, I understand how detrimental it can be. 
And another thing that sucks is that even though I'm talking from a perspective of fear per se, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be afraid of credit. Yes, that's the should. that's the crazy thing. You should not be afraid of this. This is a tool that you can use to actually better your life. And you shouldn't be afraid of talking about credit too. That should be something that we should talk about on a normal basis. It's factual. Whether like, it's low, whether it's high, this should be something that we can talk about easily. I just started talking to one of my friends and our conversation has been so much better in the years because we actually talk about finances more together, right? Mm-hmm. When I say we're both the most wealthy of guys, right? Maybe just pretty ambitious within our own respective fields of what we would like to do. But to actually right. discuss our finances and say like, oh, I heard you went up on your score. I heard this is looking better. I heard that now you're able to get these certain things for you. It only just makes you feel better because you know that your friend is moving up in this adult world in a level of adulthood per se that you know we never really thought we would reach or touch and it actually feels good to have these conversations with your peers do you think that people don't have enough conversations about their finances in general yes but i also feel like that is due to due to the fact that people are scared to talk about where they're actually at with their finances mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of us are cappers so to speak like if someone's doing well they'll say they're doing well they're not really too worried but they may not go into full details like oh i kind of owe this on that but i'm not going to tell my friends that or man i'm kind of actually struggling right now i'm not really going to tell my friends don't that. get me wrong to an extent i know it's no one's business right mm-hmm. it's not but i've just always been under the notion that two heads are better than one you know True. i you're, you're not an island at the end of the day even though some of us do feel that way, you're not an island. I feel that there's something that you might not be getting that could be solved so easily if you just talked about it with one other person at least. I do agree with you, but I also feel like there's a social stigma of looking like the one who's not capable to take care of himself. Right. I feel like once you open up that vulnerable part of yourself, you open yourself up to ridicule, which is tough because if you've ever been open with someone before in the past and it's gone sideways for you, mm-hmm. you tend to close off more because you don't want to be vulnerable about this part. Especially if you have friends who may not be successful but are doing well off or doing a little bit better than you, you kind of shy away from the topic or you might fib a little bit here and there about how well you're actually doing and you know, we all do it. it it's it's perfectly normal and fine. We all do it because there is a little bit of fear and pride that comes with wanting to stand on your own two feet and not letting your peers know where you actually are in life. But you shouldn't be afraid to open up about these conversations with finances. <laughs> and plus, I mean, sometimes shit really is your fault. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, but like, let's be honest with if you bought a car you couldn't afford it and you crashed it, that's on you, okay? <laughs> if there's some bills that you really could have paid but you didn't, that's definitely on you. That's on you. You know, like, you let's know keep what it. I mean? Let's be 100. Let's not be like, oh, you know, let's just open up. Nah, dude. If, if you messed up, you messed up. But you know when you messed up, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And own up to the mess up, too. That's the only way you're going to grow. Like, if you made bad financial moves when you were younger, own up to that. Because you were younger, you didn't know. Maybe you did know a little bit, but you're being irresponsible. Own up to being irresponsible. Own up to you didn't know and move forward because that's how you actually grow as a man. Right, right. I mean, like, no matter how badly or you fucked up financially, at least you're not a celebrity that's going to jail for tax evasion. Factual. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I done heard they found Chris Brown on one now, too. I was like, Chris? Christopher? It's on the I'm sorry, y'all. We're about to go on a slight tangent. <laughs> Anyone that knows me knows that 
my biggest pet peeve is celebrities getting in trouble for tax evasion. It's the funniest thing. It's wild. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Like, out of all things you could get in trouble for, tax evasion. Pay your damn taxes. You have the money. There's no excuse. Actual. I understand that every now and then, maybe you just have a bad accountant. Mm-hmm. But that can't always be happening. I can't believe that everyone in Hollywood just has a bad accountant. No, I feel like it's like that. And then I feel like everyone just feels like there's a way to like slither out of it. Like, oh, I'll just hold off on this. Get it looking right so it doesn't look like excuse I owe this much. Me, excuse my language, but it's just nigga behavior. <laughs> pay your damn taxes no you know what i mean julian when i, I know say that. i know what you mean i know you what do you mean. Know i'm what saying you mean. like sometimes people just get money and they're just like you know what i'm just not gonna pay right <laughs> i don't feel like it well it's that it's that idea of power too it's like i'm super wealthy i have the power i should be uh discluded from all these things that the peasants mm-hmm. have to do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it the is the ideology of the king you pay taxes i don't pay taxes type of thing where i'm not saying that's the case for every wealthy celebrity i'm not saying every human being things like that we're just saying the few of you who do know better and choose to still do wrong should pay your damn taxes and know better you're putting yourself in a situation that only your fans look at you different but we but but it shows a slight way that you may look about the certain people who idolize you that have nothing but praise for you thinking about the people who support you this whole time and you're pretty much running scots free for the money that you owe the government that we owe as well too if we have to pay why don't you have to pay word word all i'm gonna say is own up to your bad financial like you know decisions because if a celebrity can be like nah dude i'm not gonna pay my damn taxes and i'm going to risk going to jail for that mm-hmm. trust me what you're doing no matter what you did is not that bad <laughs> in true. comparison it's, it's really not like we can all admit it. Sometimes we look at this bill and we're like, mm, 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 do I really need to pay that? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yo, I mean, sorry to all my uh, bartenders or any of my service industry people. I promise you, I'm not this terrible. I do try to tip. But if I'm struggling, I'm struggling. It's really hard to tip. I'm not going to lie to you. All right? I will try my best. I'll give what I can. But, like, I don't know. I might get hurt for this one. But, like, I've been in situations where sometimes you really just don't have the money. And it's sad to say it like that because I don't want to slight you out of the great service that you've done. But at the same time, if I don't got it, I don't got it. I yeah, can't that's really a different much. conversation for another day because I mean, I also don't believe that they are entitled to tips. You also, I mean, the that, idea yeah. of tips are that you did an extra good job. That's how it used to be, but ever since a while ago, it started to be like, no, they need the tips to survive. Which is they need crazy. That. You know what I mean? And it's like, I heard someone say, it's like, their tips should be included into the service fee or whatever we're paying. Which some places do that. Which, that's fair. That's fine. That's fine. That works perfectly because I don't have to stress about it. I already know what I'm paying for. You guys get it. Boom. Bam. It's taken care of. Mm-hmm. But during that whole age, like, you remember when everyone was on, like, it was a push to make sure that you were tipping your drivers. Make sure you're actually tipping. Make sure you're actually, I just, I remember so vividly that it got imprinted in the mind. It's like, I'll make sure I try to tip a little bit more because they are doing the effort of actually doing something wrong to me. Now, see, this even brings me back to more shit that you probably should talk about in your relationships. Imagine marrying someone that doesn't like tipping and, like, you are really big into that. You know what I mean? I just feel aren't important to talk about should be talked about i think we might 
might have to talk, touch on that because you got me intrigued because I never really see that as something we need to talk about. What? Not that specifically, right? But I'm just saying that like a lot of the times the little things don't get talked about either. And that was kind of my point. Like, no, you'd be surprised at how many people <laughs> can marry someone and the fact that they leave the toilet seat up is actually something that starts pissing them off. Like, I can understand getting you know, slightly upset though. But. No, these things add up. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. You're obviously you're not gonna divorce someone because they leave the toilet seat. That'd be wild. Yeah, he just won't put the toilet seat down. Are you excuse me? Excuse me, what? <laughs> like we got three kids. Are you t- for the toilet seat? <laughs> the toilet seat. Did it birth the? T- huh? <laughs> Did you have birth on the toilet seat? You know what I mean? Like how special is that toilet seat? Does it? I don't. I don't know. My point is that like I feel like all the little pet peeves can. You have to realize, I mean, it sounds silly, right? But when you marry someone, you're in it for life, ideally. Communication will have to be key. And are these all, like, as they add up, are these things that you can really handle for the rest of your life? You know what I mean? Trust me, of course, just not a toilet seat. Well, nowadays, it kind of feels like you have an escape clause whenever. Like people really don't treat marriage for end of life. Hmm. You know. Go on, go on, go on. Yeah, I mean, like now, divorce is such a popular theme and concept, prenups and everything involved. But you can get out when you need to get out. Like you're not really trying. I disagree with you, but no, 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 no. But not in the way that you think, right? Okay. I don't even think people are even bothering getting married anymore these days. That is true. I, (laughs) I definitely agree with you. I think. And I don't know how to feel about that, to be honest with you. I really don't. To, on one hand, I'm like, I appreciate the honesty. Yeah. I yeah. do. I do. It's like, there's a certain sense of if you're not married, you really can just leave whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Which is not bad. I mean, like, that. if you still want that sense of freedom, understand, like, I don't want to be actually tapped into committed relationships, or that's just not who I am in my life. I will not live my life that way. Um, right. I am Conan the Barbarian, I will go wherever I please, and I'll do whatever I want, and no one can tell me anything about it, cool. If you're even more of a person where it's like, I just don't like the idea of marriage, I don't mind being settled down to one person, you know what I mean? I'm not out here just slanging, just doing whatever, but the idea of marriage for me is just not something sustainable in my mind. Right. I'm entirely okay with that as well, too. That makes sense. It could be evolving into a wave of magic where it's like, maybe that title itself has too many negative connotations. That people are evolving into a different concept of what love or true united love is going to be rather than the idea of marriage. Because, you know, the number one cause of marriage and the number one cause of divorce is marriage. I messed up the joke. Damn. (laughs) 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 The number one cause of divorce is marriage. It's it's 100% true. But here's the thing, right? I, I don't know. This is why, I mean, I feel that, like, although obviously people cheat when they're not getting married just opens a crazy can of worms. I mean, once you're not married, uh, you can kind of do whatever you want to an extent. To an extent, but I feel like if you're having an effective relationship or like you will have some type of conversation with your partner. And I what, think and the, the problem what's going on. with not getting married, I think the idea of not getting married and just having children is great when shit can really hit the fan if things don't work out then you don't have 
aspect. Mm-hmm. I feel, I guess I'm more curious as to what people do when shit doesn't work out. How do they split everything? How how does custody work? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of things right now, how it stands, and just from stories I've heard, or things, a lot of things will probably be more in the woman's favor. I think I that depends like, on the state, too. On the state, too, but, like, if we're talking about a couple who has children that are not married, mm-hmm. they're living together, but something happens, and they split. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Depending on who's on what document, per se, it will go to that, but if it's a mother and having children, I'm pretty sure the state or government will do some type of investigating understanding, like, these are her children, these are the property of the owners, we'll go to her, we'll go to that, you know what I mean, to make sure that at least the children have a livelihood, and we know by far the children are hers. So the state and the government will probably do most of the part to make sure her and the children will be You know what's interesting about how things work back home, Hmm. when things don't work out? Um, Normally, if they're married, and like, it doesn't work out, they just go, the woman just There's a sense of security. Like, you don't really have to worry that much if it doesn't work out. You have something to fall back on. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, your family will be there. You can regain your bearings and, like, actually figure out what you're going to do. Yeah. You know, I can, I, I kind of get that. I kind of get that, and I, yeah, I understand, like, how that works, but also it, it brings up, like, another thing. What happens when you come from Africa here and things don't work out? Is that, that's, that, that must happens be, happens a lot. That must be terrifying Very for terrifying. all my ladies out there because, like, you have no family here. Where is your sense of security? Where is your sense of being able to even just vent? Well, what's if, going on? if you're lucky, you can go back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you're lucky and you put yourself in a good position where you have enough money, you're making your own money and all that stuff, you really can just go But you do bring up a good point because that shit does happen all the time and it does put the woman or the man in a bad position. It does. It does. Because, like, um, you're in an unfamiliar place, especially if you don't have your citizenship yet. Oof. Yeah, you don't have that. Then it's... It can be rough, you know. But it's a good point to bring up because, I mean, just gives a level of not having to worry about certain things you know like you of course you want things to work but there's options if they don't you're not going to be in such a crappy situation if things don't work out you know what i mean do you feel like after some people's marriages don't work out they kind of just give up on actually ever getting things to really work out yes (laughs) that's just I won't get too into it, but yes. Yes, and so then it feels like they just forget about the concept of love, and then it's love isn't really a thing. What I'll say is, from secondhand experience, I can tell you that's exactly what happens. Yeah, yeah I know. I hear you. I, hear you. <laughs> I know. I know. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Trust me. 
like I've seen both sides of it where it just kind of has me wondering it's like you know how much like are we treating love like it's a sport that you just drop at some point when it just doesn't work out for you or is this a fundamental key part of being a human being I think it's just human nature just at a certain point you're just gonna drop it and just focus on what you need to do to survive I think so to be honest like and obviously it depends on what happened too you know what I mean I feel when it's a situation where it's just like 200% the other party's fault you're less likely to give up right Right. but when it's just kind of a situational thing or like you know an incompatibility thing or something where you guys were actually together for a while before I mean imagine being 30 years old when you get married and then being 40 when you divorce. Yikes, no. You know, why would you even want to try? That sounds exhausting. Yeah, no, no. And you have children, and you're now supposed to also, no. Yeah, no, no. No, that sounds a lot, but like. It's not even about giving up. I'd say it's more like. People say, it's always out there. You never know who you'll find. Like all these false ideas about your love are still there. It's not false. It's out there. But will you have time to go out? No. You'll be focused on working your children. Yes. I'm sure if you did go out, it would be out there. You could find someone. But when? You have children. You have a job to maintain. The you, Your financial, depending on your situation, your financial responsibilities go up. What was paid for by two people is now handled by just you. Mm-hmm. Depending on the situation. You know what I mean? You probably will be busy till you retire most likely so when when you also have to think of the children too right do you want to be bringing stepfathers into their lives sheesh yeah stepfather stepmothers any type of like alternate parental figure another thing particularly if the your real father and mother isn't dead you Mm -hmm. know like they're just down the street or just like over there we could visit their house whenever you know whole awkward situations different family dynamics like i've never personally had to deal with that mm-hmm. per se but like anyone who has dealt with it or anyone that i know that does have step parents it's just kind of like there's just never let us a know role. you know like let yeah. us know on instagram leave us a comment let us know if you've you know gone through that but man man that becomes complicated i won't lie to you if it happened to me i probably wouldn't date until my children turned I think that should be a good rule of thumb anyways. Yes. Let them be adults before I even try. Truly, because like... Yeah, they're not going to understand the complexity of it until they get older. Before it's just going to be emotion. Emotional trauma, emotional just anger. Confusion. Confusion, all of that. It's not going to do you any good. I'm not necessarily saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying it's difficult. You know, I understand people that don't. And it's not like it's not going to be confusing or difficult later. It's just that they'll be older. I could say it has, I'm older. Conversations like that would be easier to digest as an older adult, young adult, rather than a young child or adolescent. Like growing up, still trying to figure out how emotions even work. Like, no, no, no. Tell me when I'm grown so we can have a grown conversation. Right, right. Have grown conversations 
about credit scores and tax evasion and like you know <laughs> Wesley Snipes Chris Brown Man, P. Diddy then <laughs> don't get me started I love you Blade but Wesley Snipes no I'm just kidding <laughs> no word like tell your children about tax evasion teach your children about taxes like talk about taxes don't let your significant other not file taxes for any reason. I heard something really cool. I think it was on social media about how to teach your kids about credit, like doing it through a grading system. Like if they have good grades, they like have a credit to run at this, where it will allow them to purchase certain things, and how they want to keep the scores balanced and stuff like that. I feel like fun little exercises like that are intriguing. I don't even know they'll be practically applied to parenthood because let's be real, half the ideas that we see on social media seem really good, but who, who are really implementing them? A lot. I feel the Gen Z people are. You feel so? We're old. I feel the younger generation. Well, then is. I'm just old and decrepit because a yeah. lot of ideas I see are good. I'm like, who's actually doing this right now? The young people are, trust me. Gen Z people are having kids right now? I'm just saying they will implement it. They're, the, one, they're the ones on TikTok, really. Yeah, but you have a good idea on TikTok, you show the world. Does that mean you make sure you replicate that idea until you get older? Mm, it depends. I feel like you're just doing it to get the views real quick. Well, it depends, right? I mean, like, some people probably will do what you're just saying for the views. Other people, if they keep on seeing it over and over until they're, like, you know, old. Mm-hmm. And Gen Z, I think they're up to 19 now. Yeah, but, like, they're from- not children. I'm not saying that they're children. Well, yes, I am saying that they're children. But let me backtrack. What I'm saying is that when I'm on my social media, I see a great idea, a cool idea. I would love to implement it in my life. You know what I mean? The parenting one I just bring up for an example. It's like, this seems an amazing idea. I would love to do that as a parent. Am I really going to replicate that or am I just going to like it for that moment and continue to scroll? Because I feel like that is the majority of what social media is. Great ideas that I've never is that you're lazy. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I never said I was a hard worker. I never said I was a hard worker, but like, come I'm on now. I'm just saying. Cause you come said, on now. I'm, I'm just saying. Like, what are you trying to say, Julia? I'm saying it's just the nature of social media, though. Am I wrong? Are you saying the ideas that you get from social media, you actually implement from your life? Sometimes. Like, if I see, like, a cool workout idea on social media, I'll definitely do it. Okay. If I see a cool recipe on social media, definitely try it if i really want to okay just but depends just depends on what it is right. so a recipe book because someone taught you how to make a recipe that seems easily reproducible hey i could do that too right a fitness workout because someone showed me instructions on how to do push-ups i could do that too right a devile a child developmental learning method for your kids I hope someone else sees my point. If not, just no, we see throw your, your ones point. in the chat and just. I'm just you know. saying, like, I get it, but like, for some people, that's not gonna be hard to do. Okay, all right. Well, I beg to differ, but maybe I'm just lazy. Yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. The answer is yes. There's not. It's not a maybe. The answer is yes. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> All right, I think this is a good time. To yeah, we need to end up. it now, okay? Yeah, <laughs> there are well, choice words about to be gonna have. St- probably gonna be a roasting session if we keep on going. To be 
pretty much because <laughs> <laughs> anyways it's your boy juju and it is i mean you know who i am by now that's crazy I guess. it's aisha her name is aisha <laughs> it's aisha don't let her out here try to batman do you know who i am <laughs> do you know who i am i should start saying that <laughs> at the end of these podcasts do you, wanna... do you know who i am you do it's all right loki that has to stick i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> i might do you know we'll who i am see. Uh, we'll see so thank you guys for listening in i hope you guys learned a thing or two or at least entertained whether it was by you know our horrible jokes me calling julian lazy or ranting about tax evasion you know <laughs> we'll <see> you, Wes. <laughs> i hope wesley snipes never listens to our podcast oh, I please pray. follow us on instagram i pray <laughs> <laughs> Dolomite was one of my favorites. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, uh, but I'm please, sorry. Please, please, if you want to send us an email, um, we're working on getting a PO box. So if you want to send us fan mail, that would be dope. Please, too. actual fan mail and not anything disgusting or disturbing. I really don't want to open that mailbox and be like, oh my god. I mean, as long as it's not porn and like not. Well, that body. is the oh my god. Boy. As long as it's not porn or like a body part, then we're, we're fine. We should be fine. So anything else is cool. As long as it's words, we're cool, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, just just don't make it Because this is a real sticks and stones believer here. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I want to get something from y'all. I want to know that people are listening in. and um, Also, just comment on our Instagram as well, too. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Of course. Of course. Make sure to do that. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.